0: Welcome to Ideas With Purpose, a podcast about companies and their leaders who are approaching their industries and the world differently. I'm Robert Dowling, founder and CEO of Hudson Cutler. On today's podcast, we're gonna do something different. Given the events of recent weeks, we're gonna talk about race, racism, diversity, and the future of the public relations industry. I'm talking to my close friend and partner, Sean Amos, chief storytelling officer at Hudson Cutler. He is a recognized innovator in content marketing, an accomplished writer and a popular blues musician, whose new album "Blue Sky" is currently topping the charts. He is also a black man living and working in America. Sean and I spoke via Zoom from Hudson Cutler's office in Dallas. He shared his experiences, frustrations, and hopes for what's next in our industry. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So, what's it uh, like to be the only black person in the room? <laughs>
1: Um, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it it's, uh, it's stressful. You know, I, I didn't realize how stressful it was until the last, you know, really, uh, few weeks. So you just learn to live with the stress. I think it's like anyone who lives in a certain kind of situation that's, uh, stressful, whether you're living with a violent spouse or, you know, some kind of abusive relationship or, you, you get, you get used to these things and you normalize a lot of this stuff. Um, so, uh, I've normalized it for a lot of years. Do you,
0: do you feel that, um, you are playing a role, especially when it comes to client meetings? I mean, you, you've had, you've had role senior roles at uh very large agencies. You've been involved at the holding company level. When you are sitting in one of those meetings where you are the only black guy in the room do you feel like you're playing a role or do you feel like you are actually you and you have uh what well, how do you feel you know
1: i i wrote about this a bit in a, in a blog post a couple of weeks ago called hiding in plain sight that's on my website and um you know i there is a role you play Um yeah, and for me at least it's you know, I'm I'm well aware that in most instances, um, my role has been to make white people feel good about themselves. Um, so they they can point to me and my hiring or my um place in a room, um, or or, you know, the title that I that I have in the company that's, you know, typically been, you know, some type kind of you know, executive title as their as, as evidence that they are um not part of the problem you know you know we got one of them <laughs> here he is <laughs> and, and, he, and, and, he's, and he's doing relatively well so uh we're, we're you know it, it can absolve them of, of any guilt or, or leave them out of any uncomfortable conversations so I, I know that's my role it's been my role historically um and and, and i guess and it goes further in that you know m- my role has been not uh, to challenge them and, and make them feel comfortable with their own uh sense of feeling good about themselves, uh, and, and to keep them feeling good about themselves, because if they stop feeling good about themselves, that may, uh, become problematic, uh, you know, for me. Uh, and, and so, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of, uh, so you see, so you put up with these sort of like, you know, passive aggressive little comments you know, about race or whether it's like, oh, you know, um, God, I don't want to say I'm on the radio or <laughs> podcast, but you know, something—whether some, you know, it's you know, inappropriate jokes about um, you know m- male endowment, or whether it is um, you know, inappropriate jokes about um, um, you know uh, being the only black guy in the room, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or whatever it is—and it, it's um, so, yeah, it, you sort of uh, quietly uh, withstand um, a, a lot of sort of uh, forced jocularity.
0: Yeah. I, I experience you as one of the most um uh insightful, creative, uh, imaginative forces in our industry. And um how is it possible to even articulate that or to Um, apply those skills that is both an innate skill and the fact that you've been doing this for a long time to any kind of client or business or industry challenge when you've kind of got this role to play that keeps you from necessarily even being able to express or answer or contribute, let alone um, challenge what is happening around you.
1: I'm not sure if I understand the question. I mean, I, I, is, is, is the question, how do I to do my job?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, so this week is interesting. There have been a lot of um, articles in the trades from uh, Ad Age to PR Week and to Provoke and what have you about um, what the industry needs to do to change. It's really dismal dismal uh, record when it comes to diversity. Uh, the focus has been on hiring practices, promotions, pay rates, who gets what client assignments, uh, leadership diversity. But it seems to me there's an even more fundamental issue about voice and permission to speak the truth or even speak authentically as opposed to going back to that you're playing a role, you're here for a reason, you represent Either diversity or the fact that we can uh, show the world a certain thing, rather than you're here because you're an ex- smart, experienced person who understands what we need to do as a business or for our clients.
1: Yeah, I, here's 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 where this stuff gets tricky, and and, and sort of yeah, and, and why this moment we're in is so like thorny, and 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 why people haven't fully got into gotten into it to this level before Ike, because it's not as clean cut as that. I mean, cause, cause, it, it, you know, I, I, I've done my work with relative, you know, little, uh, you know, distraction and, and with relatively little, um, um, you know, headwinds. I mean, you know, I, I, I've been able, you know, I, I, I'm successful in my field, you know? Um, so it, it it's not as if, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, right? <laughs> I mean, and, 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 but the point is that even being one of the lucky ones comes with costs, uh, and, and comes with sort of, you know, psychic, uh, you know, damage being inflicted. And so it's not as if, you know, I've been, you know, prevented from, you know, I've, I've been in lovely client engagements and, and I have, um, you know, done a lot of great work that I'm proud of. I have, have there been instances where, um, perhaps I haven't gotten something across the finish line, whether it be you know, a client pitch or, or, or a political battle, and, and did race maybe play some role in that? I'm certain it did. I'm certain it did. Um, not in any kind of overt sense. I, I, I think I think you know, the, the transgressions come in all these small micro ways in which you're just diminished on a day-to-day level, and, and it gets normalized. Um, in, in my instance, at least, it's not about the work. Uh, it's about that you know, ultimately... You know, none of the rules are yours. You know, I mean, you you know, the the rules are made by white people. Um, And and so um, we as black people make a calculation or a series of calculations about how we're going to choose to operate within that white world. Um, And some decide to operate outside of it. And they say, "Fuck it, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to make my own rules, cre- create my own side economy, create my own, you know, set of, of of guardrails, and and um, and and white people are gonna have to deal with that. Uh, and, and that's a harder way to go. A lot of, and a lot of those decisions sometimes get made lead to illegal activity, right? Um, uh, and and, and for you know, this for a few, you know, they're able to sort of uh, operate on their own rules." Their own sort of you know black rules and, and still have success um, for for a lot of other people they decide to sort of suck it up you know to to varying degrees and and play by the white rules of the game and that's been my choice that that that's the path I took um, and it was somewhat conscious you know partly unconscious um, partly inherited you know handed down to me um, you know, my, my, my father was successful, but he was successful, you know, w- within the constraints of, of, of a white game um, and, and played it and played his part. I mean, some would say, you know, cartoonishly maybe or, or in a buffoonery kind of way, um, but he's also a hustler and, and he also, um, but he, he's fully, you know, part of like a white system, you know, um, and, 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 and I've done the same thing. And so when you do that, you know, you let part of yourself die. You know, you, you let part of your soul die. And I don't think there's any white person who goes to work. And look, all people make, you know, a series of compromises at work, right? Obviously, I mean, everyone's sucking up to a boss and everybody's sucking up to a client and everybody's, you know, swallowing. something. But, but you know, by and large, you know, you, you're keeping your sense of self, right? You know, you're going to work as the person you are. Um, and um, I think for a lot of black people, you know, you know, they're, 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 they've had to kill off part of themselves. It's a great thing I was reading, um, or was I watching? Oh my God, I was watching this Muhammad Ali documentary last night. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it's like, he was, you know, he was yeah. so eloquent and, and so so passionate. And, you know, talking about, you know, you, you got to, and other people have said this, you know, you got people who were, you know, taken here, they, they, they were kidnapped, right? We were kidnapped and we were brought here and, and, and it wasn't our choice to come here. And we were given other people's names. Um, and, and we have no sense of like what our original language was. We have no sense of like where we came from originally. You know, we were cut off from our... You know, our our culture and forced to adapt other cultures. And, and we're shown faces that didn't look like ours. Every angel's white. Every you know Jesus is white. I mean every, every face of you know success is white. You know, it's it's um all the things that are good are white and all the things that are bad are black. Uh, and so it, it is um it's a mindfuck, you know, and and you absorb that stuff on, on, on a lot of, for me at least, I've, I absorbed it more on, on on an unconscious level than a conscious level. And I feel like what's happening now for a lot of people, white and black alike, is that they're, you know, they're, they're awakening. And the topic for me, I'm like, oh my God, I like really, um, you know, forgot about my blackness or didn't even know about my blackness because I've had to sort of relegate it to the back seat to make my white counterparts, you know, uh, comfortable consciously speaking or unconsciously just knowing that i had to sort of you know play their their game in my, in my own sense of self was not a priority to anybody
0: yeah there, there there's no doubt a kind of awakening happening right now uh i worry that uh, particularly in our industry but i think in many industries the the agencies, the companies, holding companies, um, even the brands are more inclined to outsource their diversity efforts. And by outsource, I mean, um, one, they're looking to their, um, uh, black employees for guidance. They, um, have sort of given renewed, um, uh, Commission to their chief diversity officer, which often is the most senior person of color in a, in, in an organization. Um, and there, you know, it, it, this, this seems ass backwards. It's once again, um, you know, we have this problem and we're looking to our, um, our our black employees or our diversity officers or others from that community to solve the problem. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, this reminds me of that great Wanda Sykes Instagram post, you know, she put up a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, you know, where, um, you know, this is a white person's problem. This is not a black problem. This is a white problem. You know, we, we are the, um, you know, victims, you know, of that problem, but you know, this isn't our problem. (laughs) And so, yeah, so to turn to the, you know, the three, four, five black people in the company and ask them solve, you know, the problem of the other, you know, hundreds of white employees is sort of upside down, right? You know, this is a problem for white people to solve. And I think that a lot of that outreach that's happening now, and whether it's, you know, you know, all these, you know, statements of, you know, we see you and we love you, or, you know, on the more innocuous end of the spectrum to, you know, some some some, you know, fairly, uh, substance of changes that are being made you know, on the other end of the spectrum with other companies but all of it is is really um any change has to happen because white people are going to need to decide for themselves what they want to change you know and what they are willing to give up you know it, it, we we have, we have we as black people have done this for you know hundreds of years right have like have, have cajoled and you know through through peaceful protests through you know violent protests through you know um through, through appealing to, you know, higher consciousness, whatever, have asked, you know, white people to sort of look at themselves and do the right thing. Uh, and here we are. Right. So we know what happens when we sort of ask um, or, or, or even when they ask us on those rare occasions, you know, and maybe they're asking us more now than they have in the past, but, you know, like when white people decide they want to, um, do things that are important to them, shit gets done. You know, um. so, you know, this is a moment for white people to decide if this is truly a priority for them. You know, going back to the Wanda Sykes thing, she, did a great, she made a great analogy of the Civil War, right? I and mean, the Civil War was largely, you know, it was a war fought between white people, right? It, it was white people in the North who thought one way and white people in the South who thought another way. And they fought a war against each other. So Wanda Sykes thing was, well, where are, where are all the Northern whites now? Right. So, you know, who's, you know, what, which white people are going to fight this war uh, as opposed to, you know, and going back to your, your questions. It seems like, you know, asking black people to do is sort of the equivalent of like asking black people to be the proxy in the war, right? This is your war, you know? And so what side are you on uh, and, and how are you going to fight it? it it's happening a little bit. I, you, know, you see a lot of these protests and, and there are, you know, large numbers of white people. Um, but, you know, white people make the laws. You know white people own these companies. <laughs> you know white people are. It, it, it's like those. Are the, those are the ones holding. They're the ones in power. And, and so, yeah, the,
0: in 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 our industry, the ones in power, the true boss of us all, are the brands. Um, they're the clients. They are truly in a position of power. From the CMO to the CCO to the head of procurement, they're making the rules. We have a little negotiation power. Obviously, they want to find the most creative and strategic, uh, responsive, um, uh, current agency. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, ultimately, they are going to be drivers of our business. Um, I'm confused because we had a moment, and I I, I suppose it's been the same in the agency world, where we've had moments from 92 on where agencies have made commitments, they've made pledges, they've made big pronouncements. um, And yet the, if you look at the diversity of agencies today and a decade ago, there's not, there's really no major improvement. Um, Brands have at different times stepped in and said, We are going to include as part of our procurement process uh, diversity as a main um, factor, and yet that really hasn't happened. What's going on? Why? Why is it that the entire system can't seem to even react to the money, saying, "Guys, get it together." Well, you tell me. You're white. I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm, I, I, you know, Sean. I'm doing my best to, uh, to, to poke at these guys. Um, and it's a great question. It, it really. Um, I mean, I mean, mean, seriously, Rob. I mean, you, you, you have been in this
1: business longer than me. You, 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 you've, you, you know, look. I, in some degree, I'm an interloper, right? I mean, I came into this industry, you know, late in my career, relatively speaking. Um, it was, you know, a bit of a, a lark. You know, I sort of you know, started an agency out in LA and didn't even know this industry even really existed. Uh, but you grew up in this industry. You, you, you mm-hmm. know, have sort of aspired to be in it and move up its ranks. Uh, so I, and, and you are very white in the sense of not not your you know, outlook, but you know, but you are you 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 are you are the sort of quintessential person who's benefited from sort of a, a white patriarchal. Um, yep. you know, set up. And so and you've been in these rooms as people and, and they've seen you clearly as, an, I mean, obviously you're an agitator, but you, they've seen you You at know, various times as, as, as an equal and one of them in every way. So you tell me why, why, why
0: isn't happening? What, what are the conversations that you hear? I mean, it's hard. That's probably the, 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 the number one um, issue for the willing. Uh, then, you know, the other issue is there are plenty that are not willing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a um, it's a challenging thing to acknowledge that uh, the world and the industry isn't fair. That the entire organization has been biased. Uh, there are many, many issues in actually acknowledging that. Um, clearly, from you know legal and governance issues to um, what happens next. so you know you've got two camps. you've got the willing and the unwilling. I do think uh, there are so many good people in our industry in positions of power um, the in in leadership positions that desperately do want to make a difference and change. Um, for those people, it's hard. They have many different forces uh, pushing and pulling on them, most notably their shareholders if they're part of a a holding company. Um, Now is an interesting time. This is the year where the business roundtable uh, came together, a massive group of CEOs that all acknowledged that shareholder value should not be the only driver of CEO and executive level behavior. Can we connect the dots between that pronouncement and our desperate need for diversity, which means the shareholders may have to go through a period of adjustment. It's change is difficult and it's expensive, but at the end of the day, they will be the beneficiaries. I am a believer that Diversity will not only make our industry stronger, it will make our client program so much better. Uh, I find it ironic that we as you know Americans are so you know into black culture, music, and yet we also reject black culture at the same time. It's this strange push-pull. And what are we in the business of? We're in the business of uh, connecting brands on a you know yeah. on, a, on a deep social and cultural level yeah, I to, I, to I th- people.
1: I, I think I think that uh, you know brands in in America in general love black culture, but they don't love black people. So I I, I I I don't think black culture is rejected at all. I think black culture is wholly embraced. I think black people are rejected. Oh, absolutely, uh, and, 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 and
0: I think that's the the point I was trying to make. But is, you know.
1: You say it's hard. I mean, to me, that that that's just the bomb. I mean, yeah, it is hard. And so people stop because it's hard because that's just code for, look, what's in it, right, for anyone, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, giving up power. I mean, you can look at sort of, you know, I mean, you know, it was an amazing thing that happened in South Africa, right? I mean, it, it's like, you know, with, with de Klerk and Mandela. I mean, it, it takes a lot for people to, um, you know, to willingly give up power. Power's not given up willingly. no, no. no no one you know, individuals may give up, you know, some degree of power, but but large groups of people, uh, you know, rarely if ever do. And, and so um and that's what this is about because um and you wrote about, you know, eloquently if there's such a thing about an eloquent
0: tweet, like, <laughs> is there an eloquent <laughs> tweet. <laughs> Can tweets be eloquent? I I, I don't know. <laughs> it was eloquent before it was cut down into uh, 280 yeah. characters. But 280. you 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 tweeted about how you know white people
1: uh, believe they deserve more, and I, I believe that's true. I, 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 I and I think it's I think it's deeply unconscious, you know, in in a lot of people, you know, um, you know, there's a in the, the James Baldwin's famous piece, "The Fire Next Time," and he writes about. You know the innocence of white people, you know, and, and sort of the innocence of their of their own victimhood, um, and and how you know their their unawareness of how, you know, this is so damaging to them as well because they they don't know who they are, you know, they don't know where they come from, they 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 don't, they don't they have no sense of the depths of of, um, you know their their own their own pain, um, and so that has to get addressed before anyone's going to be willing to, um, truly share and, and, and create an equitable society. And until then you'll have these little moments and, you know, you'll have like the black lives matters collection on Netflix and you'll have the, you know, the, the full, you know, color skin spectrum of band-aids, which I mean, a century <laughs> <laughs> to do that. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of other black-owned brands who've been doing that for years. You know, it's a, it's yeah. and in fact not that, that's to me that's a more tragic thing, right? It's like one, it took Band-Aid a century to do that. Two, that they or no one else in in white America knows that those bandages have already existed. <laughs> <laughs> already from, <laughs> by black companies who created them for themselves I, mean, yeah. it's, I, it's, I love it's, that it's, okay
0: problem solved it's thanks, like thanks another, J&J
1: another like white savior moment right it's like oh we, you know, we, it's, thanks <laughs> yeah. man we, we didn't need you to figure that problem out for us we already figured it out for ourselves a while ago um, so you know it, 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 it's, it's it's deeper it's deeper work it's deeper deeper work and I, I've been encouraging everyone you know this this piece I wrote I threw up on on, on LinkedIn to sort of product in you know, the business community a little bit. I, I've been begging into, this is, this is a problem gets solved individually. It doesn't get solved by a big corporate pronouncement. It gets solved by white individuals
0: one by one copying to their shit. Yeah. So, so Sean, I, I agree. I worry about one aspect of that. And, uh, we've had many moments of reckoning all, you know, the, the last 15 years now that we are actually videotaping shit and we get to see it and can't deny it. Um, We've had many moments of self-reflection and pronouncements and self-examination. I think what's happening now is there is a call for um, an end to the passive self-examination and going to the next level of, you know understanding and acknowledging is not enough we're done with that it's now time to actually get stand up and to do it
1: yeah i agree but i I don't think people can fix some i think people can, can can fix something unless they fully recognize um how real of a problem it is, and I th- and I think we're closer to the, than we've ever been. I still don't think we're there yet. I I, I just I just um because I I have clients who, I have conversations with clients who still don't get it. I mean who don't understand why they can't make a pronouncement about how they think this is wrong and how why why they shouldn't like throw out a whole laundry list of all the wonderful things they've done in the past to defend themselves. Right? <laughs> it, it's like and then when I and then when I ask them to think about their own lives, right, and and and, and where you know, what they individually can do or where they may have fallen short how they can share that with other white people, they, they, they stammer. You know, so I, I, I just, this isn't about, you know, um, look, some change is going to happen. I, 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 I cautiously believe that, but I think that, you know, we, we make these changes and this history has proven this, we make these changes and then they get clawed back over time, right? Cause no one's examined their hearts, Right. It's like you know we we make make a leap forward we 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 create a law and then over the ensuing years that that law gets sort of clawed gets clawed away right and and gets defanged and gets sort of um, um, you know mollified if that's the right word and and that's because no one's because it's it's being done as concessions right it's it's been done as like something we've got to give up and 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 I'm and that's not what should happen this time right I mean we're talking about and changing hearts is a harder thing to do. Right, and so white people need to, as a, as a group of people, need to say to themselves first, and then us, you know, this is wrong, and 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 I and I have played a part in this in whatever small way, and I am willing to fundamentally change the way things are done in order to move this country and humanity forward. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I just, and I, and I don't think people really change unless they hear it from people they respect and white people by and large don't have the same respect for black people as they have for white people. And so white people need to tell other white people, not in a fucking Instagram post and not in a fucking you know, self-serving you know, social media thing, but in private conversations, they need to conversations about
0: calling each other out. They need to call each other out. I, um, I, I couldn't agree more. I, so I want to ask you about, um, your opinion of what can, um, really be done. Uh, my, personally, uh, I see a J and J announcement about a, um, A uh, a, you know flesh colored band aids of different different uh, you know racial makeups as being a little like almost dizzyingly nauseating. Um, I personally feel that what J and J could truly do to make a difference is so is such a leap for them, and that would be to do a thorough analysis of their behaviors in the 172 years or however long they've been in business. um, This is, this is an accounting of what we have done that we feel is wrong. We recognize it. We are ashamed of it and we are profoundly sorry for it. We also have done the math on it and It means that we have a lot of money to pay. We've got some heads that will roll and we've got some changes to make. And, you know, as a result, we are donating or giving or, you know, what have you. And we're making these changes and we are um, uh, setting this path forward. That is such a Herculean leap that would turn everything from the shareholders to the board, to the executive team, to the company itself on its head and be an existential moment. I mean, you know, in many cases, this would threaten the very existence of these businesses. And yet we're at a place where that happening, even one, even one, one company, they set that standard and yeah, that'd be a beautiful moment. I, but I also think more than that, I think
1: a and j or any pharma company, um, I mean, think about the health disparities that exist within Black communities. Um, yeah, I'd like to see these companies you know, put their lobbying money where their mouth is. Because right? all of these companies spend millions of dollars lobbying for things that are in their interest. So what if all these companies started lobbying for police reform? You know, What if all these companies started lobbying I mean, um,
0: instead of private prisons?
1: Right. One of those can be sort lobbying for um, better health care outcomes for, for blacks. Um, that's the stuff that would be meaningful, right, is, 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 is shifting the prioritization of their lobbying efforts um, and, and using that great amount of influence that they have and those large dollars they have to change policies um, that will benefit
0: black people. I'd love to see the first company that's going to do that. Yeah, that that would be a moment. Uh, I know we're almost at time. I, I want to get your um, perspective on um, whether this can and will happen during our lifetime, our children's lifetime. What, what, uh, how optimistic are you? We're, we're having a moment, and we're right in the middle of the moment, and it seems like there's a ray of hope. Yet, our hope has been dashed so many, many times sure. before. Um, let's talk after the election.
1: Let's talk after the election. There's a lot of you know wonderful signs right now. I'm heartened by um, younger people and the way they're stepping up, by and large. Um, I, I'm have, I've had some lovely conversations with my 19-year-old mixed-race daughter. Um, I've had amazing conversations with a lot of 20-something-year-olds. Um, who really are just realizing for the first time in their lives the extent of, of, of this issue in America. Um, and so um, I hope that their enthusiasm is sustained. I hope that their actions uh, get um, more focused and, and, and targeted. And, um, and, and, and we'll see what happens in November. Not that November is the end of the journey. I mean, to me, that not, I, to me, nothing can truly even start on a policy level um, or on a true sort of reckoning level uh until we have uh, a certain outcome in this election in november um and so i, I hope that um I, I hope that we can get people in positions of power who um who care about this stuff because because a lot of people in power now starting with our president uh just don't yeah
0: it's uh It's a good point. Uh, I think that will be an inflection point and yet something tells me the real work here has to be done, not just at an individual level, but that brands, that companies right now, um, we've, we over, over the past couple of decades, we've raised the bar in terms of what we expect from businesses. Uh, and also how we evaluate them, how we purchase from them. We know from our, our, our uh, work in the ethics space that there is uh, more than a 5X a, a multiple in terms of purchasing preference for more ethically uh, well-behaved companies than most admired companies. So I, I do believe while um, political leadership will be important, the private sector businesses in particular, many of whom are finally starting to stand up to the political establishment instead of hiding under their under their desks hoping that their you know the tariff issues or their tax base or what have you will not be uh, impacted um, are willing to actually step up and do things and this is their moment in my opinion. Uh, I think we have to help them and uh, provide some guidance because it's very difficult to understand, what it what what to even do, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, look, the, the
1: brands have done the easy stuff for many years, you know, they've done the stuff that's been easy and what they have, you know, thought was difficult was not at all difficult. And they've been they've had themselves on the backs to feel good about themselves. And so, um, all all people, um, all companies, all brands need to dig a lot deeper than they've dug in the past, um, and they they, they work harder. And so, yes, I, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, so it, it's it's you know digging deeper to vote because <laughs> people don't vote yeah. here. It is digging deeper to um, you know devote your, your company's resources to policies that may not benefit you uh, directly uh, but will benefit society more largely. Um, it, it's it's uh, it is uh, you know leaders of corporations um, deciding to share power in, in different ways right. Um, so, but this is about power sharing. Uh, and, and 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 so um individuals, corporations, brands are gonna have to fundamentally decide that they um are going to share power more equitably. Um because that is what white supremacy is, right? <laughs> it's like you know, every single, you know, uh, uh you know corridor of power, governmental, corporate, media otherwise, are controlled by white people. Um that's white supremacy. So do those whites care about giving up some of that, giving up that supremacy? That's a, that's a, that's tough. That's tough. Um, but that's that's the moment we're at. I, I hope brands will stand up.
0: I, I, I would love to continue this conversation. I, um, we will do more work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we haven't even, even started on the um, the media and the press and what's happening there. I guess we'll have to save that for coffee at work tomorrow. Um, Thank you so much. You are an inspiration. You're doing so many great things with uh, uh, Hudson Cutler and our clients, but also in your music and writing life. And uh, you have been um, a help to many of us, me in particular, when it comes to trying to sort through some of these really difficult and vitally important issues and understand how we are at a, at a place where we have an opportunity. It's a, it's a big opportunity. All the lights are shining in this one place. Now, what the fuck are we going to do about it?
1: <laughs> well, I thank you, Robert. I, uh, I, I love our friendship. I value our, our, our business partnership. Uh, and, uh, and I am, uh, I admire your, um, your your determination to get past your own historical, you know, biases and hard wirings and and uh, and, and make yourself better. So it's, uh, you're, you're 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 an easy, uh, you're an easy partner to walk through life with. So thanks.
0: Thank you, Sean. And that's a wrap.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Later. I want to thank Sean once again for his time and thinking about race, racism, diversity and the public relations industry. You can learn more about Sean at SeanAmos.com. That's S-H-A-W-N-A-M-O-S.com. And find his latest album, Blue Sky, everywhere music is sold. You can learn more about Hudson Cutler and listen to all of our Ideas with Purpose podcasts at HudsonCutler.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.